You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Welcome to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast, where we read through the Bible in the chunks, or sections based on themes it was designed to be read in, so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name is Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today, we'll be reading 2 Samuel 15, 17 through 17, 29. 73 verses today. And the king went out, and all the people after him, and they halted at the last house. And all his servants passed by him, and all the Cherethites, and all the Pelethites, and all the six hundred Gittites who had followed him from Gath passed on before the king. Then the king said to Itay, the Gittite, Why do you also go with us? Go back and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your home. You came only yesterday, and shall I today make you wander about with us since I go I know not where? Go back and take your brothers with you. And may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you. But Itay answered the king, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, wherever my lord the king shall be, whether for death or for life, there also will your servant be. And David said to Itay, Go then, pass on. So Itay the Gittite passed on with all his men and all the little ones who were with him. And all the land wept aloud as the people passed by. And the king crossed the brook Kidron, and all the people passed on toward the wilderness. And Abiathar came up, and behold, Zadok also came up with all the Levites, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they set down the Ark of God until the people had all passed out of the city. Then the king said to Zadok, Carry the Ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and let me see both it and his dwelling place. But if he says, I have no pleasure in you, behold, here I am. Let him do to me what seems good to him. The king also said to Zadok the priest, Are you not a seer? Go back to the city in peace with your two sons, Ahimaaz your son and Jonathan the son of Abiathar. See, I'll wait at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. But David went up and ascent, went up the ascent of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went barefoot and with his head covered and all the people who were with him covered their heads and they went up weeping as they went and it was told David Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom and David said O Lord please turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness while David was coming to the summit where God was worshipped behold Hushai the archite came to meet him with a coat torn and dirt on his head David said to him If you go on with me, you'll be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I've been your father's servant in times past, so now I will be your servant. Then you will defeat for me the counsel of Ahithophel. Are not Zadok and Abiathar the priests with you there? So whatever you hear from the king's house, tell it to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, their two sons are with them, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. 
and by them you shall send to me everything you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city just as Absalom was entering Jerusalem. When David had passed a little beyond the summit, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of donkeys saddled bearing 200 loaves of bread, a hundred bunches of raisins, a hundred of summer fruits, and a skin of wine. And the king said to Ziba, Why have you brought these? Ziba answered, The donkeys are for the king's household to ride on. The bread and summer fruit are for the young men to eat, and the wine for those who faint in the wilderness to drink. And the king said, Where's your master's son? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he remains in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will give me back the kingdom of my father. Then the king said to Ziba, Behold, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. And Ziba said, I pay homage. Let me ever find favor in your sight, O my lord, the king. When King David came to Bahurim, there came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. And he came and he cursed continually. And he threw stones at David and all the servants of King David. And all the people and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. And Shimei said as he cursed, Get out, get out, you man of blood, you worthless man. The Lord has avenged on you all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has given the kingdom into the hand of your son Absalom. See, your evil is on you, for you are a man of blood. Then Abishai, the son of Zariah, said to the king, Why should this de dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over there and take off his head. But the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zuriah? If he is cursing because the Lord has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my own son seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjaminite leave him alone and let him curse? For the Lord has told, told him to. It may be that the Lord will look on the wrong done to me and that the Lord will repay me with good for his cursing today. So David... And his men went on the road, while Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him and cursed as he went and threw stones at him and flung dust. And the king and all the people who were with him arrived weary at the Jordan, and there he refreshed himself. Now Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. And when Hushai the archite, David's friend, came to Absalom, Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king. And Absalom said to Hushai, Is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? And Hushai said to Absalom, No, for whom the Lord and his people and all the men of Israel have chosen, his I will be, and with him I will remain. And again, whom should I serve? Should it not be his son? As I've served your father, so I will serve you. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give your counsel, what shall we do? Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house, and all Israel will hear that you have made yourself a stench to your father, and the hands of all who are with you will be strengthened. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the roof, and Absalom went into his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now in those days, the counsel that Ahithophel gave was as if one consulted by the word of God. So was all the counsel of Ahithophel esteemed, both by David and by Absalom. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me choose 12,000 men, and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I'll come upon him while he's weary and discouraged and throw him into a panic, and all the people who are with him will flee. 
I will strike down only the king, and I'll bring all the people back to you as a bride comes home to her husband. You seek the life of only one man, and all the people will be at peace. And the advice seemed right in the eyes of Absalom and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Call Hushai the archite also, and let us hear what he has to say. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom said to him, Thus has Ahithophel spoken. Shall we do as he says? If not, you speak. Then Hushai said to Absalom, This time the counsel that Ahithophel has given is not good. Hushai said, You know that your father and his men are mighty men, and that they are enraged like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. Besides, your father is an expert in war. He will not spend the night with his people. Behold, even now he has hidden himself in one of the pits or in some other place. And as soon as some of the people fall at the first attack, whoever hears it will say, There has been a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. Then even the valiant men, whose heart is like a heart of a lion, will utterly melt with fear. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and that those who are with him are valiant men. But my counsel is that all Israel be gathered to you, from Dan to Beersheba, as the sand by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in person. So we shall come upon him in some place where he is to be found, and we shall light upon him as the dew falls on the ground. And of him and all the men with him, not one will be left. If he withdraws into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we shall drag it into the valley until not even a pebble is to be found there. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. For the Lord has ordained to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel, so that the Lord might bring harm upon Absalom. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Thus and so did Ahithophel counsel Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so have I counseled. Now therefore send quickly and tell David, Do not stay tonight at the fords of the wilderness, but by all means pass over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahimaaz were waiting at En-Rogel, a female servant was to go and tell them, and they were to go and tell King David, for they were not to be seen entering the city. But a young man saw them and told Absalom. So both of them went quickly and came to the house of a man at Bahurim, who had a well in his courtyard, and they went down into it. And the woman took and spread a covering over the well's mouth and scattered grain on it, and nothing was known of it. When Absalom's servants came to the woman at the house, they said, Where are Himaz and Jonathan? And the woman said to him, They've gone over the brook of water. And when they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, the men came up out of the well and went and told King David. And they said to David, Arise, and go quickly over the water, for thus and so has Ahithophel counseled against you. Then David arose, and all the people who were with him, and they crossed the Jordan. By daybreak not one was left who had, cro who had not crossed the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his donkey and went off home to his own city. He set his house in order and hanged himself, and he died and was buried in the tomb of his father. Then David came to Mahanaim, and Absalom crossed the Jordan with all the men of Israel. Now Absalom had set Amasa over the army instead of Joab. Amasa was the son of a man named Ithra the Ishmaelite, who had married Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, sister of Zuriah, Joab's mother. And Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. When David came to Mahanaim, Shobai, the son of Nahash, from Rabbah of the Ammonites, and Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodebar, and Barzili, 
the Gileadite from Rogalim brought beds, basins, and earthen vessels, wheat, barley, flour, parched grain, beans, and lentils, honey and curds, and sheep and cheese from the herd. For David and the people with him were to eat, for they said, the people are hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Absalom has taken the throne of his father in Israel, yet David still has a number of men who are loyal to him. Now David, if you think back to his whole story, his whole story was to, he had been anointed by Samuel. The, the blessing, the anointing of God had fallen off of Saul and been given to King David. And then King David had to wait years and flee for years out of the presence of Saul who was trying to kill him. And then Saul was killed eventually as David had opportunity after opportunity to take matters into his own hands. He said no and he trusted the Lord. And then finally David was, anointed, was not just anointed king but he was crowned king in Israel. And for a little while King David reigned as king in Israel. And then we had Bathsheba and David's great sin against her. And the Lord, while he rem uh, kept his steadfast love upon David and had promised to make a house for David, make a line for David so that kings would continually come from his, his line, uh, David is now reaping the consequences of his sin with Bathsheba, with his son, now Absalom, who has taken the throne from his father, David, due to events that we read about yesterday. And as David flees from Jerusalem and the ark, of the, the ark of God goes with David, David says, no, bring the ark back to Jerusalem. That's where, that's where the ark is to, to remain. And if God is with me, even though the ark isn't with me, if God remains with me, then I will come back and I will be with the ark again. And then there's this whole plot here where... Uh, David sends one of his men to go and spy out in the camp of uh, Absalom and he gives him bad counsel and then sends word to David and we kind of get this weird incident where uh, a woman, an unnamed woman, is supposed to go and bring this plan to King David so that he is aware of it but she gets spotted as she's going out, so they have to uh, quickly come up with another plan, and, and you have a t uh, two other spies who hide in a well, and they overhear the plot. And so rather than the woman going, these two men, after, after Absalom's men leave, these two men go and bring word to King David, and he is spared again. But uh, you even have a man named Shumei who is cursing David and all his men. He's, he's of the line of Saul. And so David has things on every side. He is trying his best to remain faithful to the Lord. And the amount of faith that it must take David to remain faithful to the Lord and to trust him. This is something that has gained over years and years and years of experience, years and years and years of being put into terrible situations outside of your control so that you have nothing to fall back on except for the one thing that can actually do something, which is the will of the Lord. 
And so David is doing his best to remain faithful to uh, to the Lord, even in these circumstances. So he flees from Saul, he becomes king, now he's fleeing from Absalom. And uh, God is sending little gifts to him. Now, a part of this that really is difficult is that um, Mephibosheth, who had one of uh, Saul's sons, who David had shown covenant steadfast loyalty towards due to his relationship with Jonathan and due to the fact that he had promised Saul not to completely and utterly wipe his line off of the face of the earth. Mephibosheth, who David invited to his own table rather than killing him, Mephibosheth has now betrayed King David. And David says, behold, all that belonged to Mephibosheth is now yours. And he gives it to Ziba, Mephibosheth's servant. And, uh, and, and we'll continue on with the story tomorrow. David is, again, fleeing from terrible circumstances. This time, however, they are partially brought upon by himself. And when he was fleeing from Saul, they were completely outside of his con control. He had done nothing wrong. Now he's bearing the consequences of his actions with Bathsheba and the consequences of uh, Absalom's actions that David didn't handle in the best way immediately. And so it's the, we're in the middle of the story. We'll continue on with it tomorrow. But until then, I would ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who God is? And we even see some patterns that the Lord is using, like this woman spy uh, is very similar to the, the spies that we saw um, in, in entering the promised land as, um, as they were going in. But anyway, so what is it that the Lord is, uh, that, that he wants you to know about who he is and his character and, and what he wants for you and what he wants for the world? What is it uh, about yourself? that this section of scripture stirs up? What is it that God wants you to know about you and the state of the world and humanity and the people around you? And what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up inside of you as we were reading? Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.